0: Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.
1: You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are no nations. There are no peoples. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and imane, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars and you have meddled with the primal forces of nature and you will
2: atone
3: everybody knows that the days are loaded everybody rolls with their fingers crossed
1: everybody knows the war is over everybody knows
4: the Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarin from Zoomer Radio AM 740.
3: Everybody knows that today, so and a welcome to the
5: broadcast for Sunday February the 6th. One week everybody and 5 days in counting to the world premiere of the Conspiracy Show on television Vision TV. Check local listings to find out where you can get Vision, I believe here in the uh, in the GTA. It's channel sixty-six zero, or if you're down in uh, my old hometown, that neck of the woods, the wonderful Grand River Valley, Brantford and environs, it's uh, channel twenty-seven. Uh, but again, check the local listings. Friday, Feb eighteenth, eleven p.m. Back-to-back half-hour episodes. Uh, the first episode will be on UFO disclosure, followed immediately uh, by an episode on nine eleven. And uh, controlled demolition. That's coming up again, Feb 18th, Friday, Feb 18th, 11 p.m. on Vision TV. All right, busy show for you tonight. And uh, the f- the uh, the final chapter, which actually starts at about 11:45, we'll get Ali Siatitan, documentary filmmaker, onto the program. Uh, he of the um, documentary ufos angels and gods he now has his sights set on the rfid chip and whether or not it might be the mark of the beast prophesied in uh, revelation 13 and he causeth all both small and great rich and poor free and bond to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads could that be the rfid chip more specifically an implantable rfid chip do you know that uh, under the uh, President Obama health plan, which was recently uh, passed into law, uh, the RFID chip, medical RFID chips, were, were to be mandatory. Now, I don't know whether that particular aspect of the bill passed or not, but I know the original architects intended uh, for the medical RFID chip to be mandatory. It, the idea sounds good on the surface it would contain all of your uh, your medical records and if you were to arrive in the emergency room unconscious uh, it would also list the any drugs that you had uh, a reaction to a- allergies etc uh, which you know could expedite things in, 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 instead of you know having to notify a next of kin and so forth however the idea think about it the description revelation an rfid chip let's say placed in the palm of your hand or under the skin in your forehead. You could use it uh, in the medical or in, in healthcare, but you could also use it um, instead of a, a debit card. Here's where it gets really strange, and we'll find out more from Alice Aditan. The RFID chip, one of the main manufacturers in California, Alien Technology Corporation. We'll find out more about that. Nelson Thal, our media scientist, will drop by in, um, oh, about half an hour. And uh, Nelson, if you don't know, aside from being uh, an assassination researcher, is connected in the intelligence community, a mantle he actually inherited from the late, great Marshal McLuhan, who was very connected in the intelligence community. And Nelson has maintained those contacts. And the shop talk in the intelligence community is that this massive uprising in Egypt to force President Hosni Mubarak from office has actually been orchestrated by certain individuals within the British crown, paid for by Canadian taxpayers. Do you remember that $1 billion price tag we received for security for the G20 summit last June? A lot of us were scratching our heads saying, a billion dollars? That sounds rather extravagant and uh, exorbitant. Well, perhaps that G20 was just a cover, an excuse. And uh, the bulk of that billion dollars ended up going over to Egypt for this covert operation to orchestrate, to manipulate, to manufacture this seemingly popular uprising. We'll find out exactly what the motive might be with Nelson Thal. All right, do you play the lotteries? I uh, I don't generally uh, not out of any uh, sort of you know moral aversion or anything like that. I just uh, I just never it's never top of mind. But uh, someone who has studied the lottery results uh, and drawn some very very interesting connections joins us on the line right now from Poughkeepsie, New York. He has uh, acted as a, a consultant for various uh, government agencies, and he's here to present a pretty compelling narrative, again, regarding state lottery numbers and their connection to tragic events, such as September 11th. Harold Rosen, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Good to have you aboard. How are you? Thank you, Mr.
6: Serrett. I appreciate you inviting me on this evening's show.
5: Well, we uh you you sent me a several months ago I guess. You sent me a rather a, uh, compelling email sort of outlining your theory and uh in the ensuing uh, weeks you've sort of uh, pr- filled in some some details and you've sent me some some faxes. And I I want to make sure because this is it's on the surface it could be somewhat confusing. So I want to make sure that people are clear uh and and keep this as simple as possible in the time that we have. First of all, the, the, the overriding theory that you have is that the state lottery numbers have been manipulated to reflect tragic events or that the tragic events that you're going to describe have been manufactured uh, to correspond with the lottery numbers. Wh- which is it?
6: Okay, well, let me uh, give you some uh, information on uh, how I uh, attained these uh, uh, lottery results to be uh, connected or to see that, uh, from my perspective, uh, to see that there was a relationship between these tragic events and certain lottery results on certain uh, uh, tragic uh,
5: events. Be- before uh, we do that Harold uh, excuse me um, are you on a cell or a hands-free I'm on a cell phone you are do you is do you have a landline I don't okay all right we'll 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 um, we'll make do with that okay if I could just get you to speak uh, a little closer to the uh, the handset
6: okay all is, right is are you there yes
5: okay proceed.
6: Okay, uh, in uh, 1975, I moved to Florida, uh, Miami, Florida. Uh, During that time period, a little later on, uh, the early uh, 1990s, uh, late 1980s, I got involved in civic organizations, particularly law enforcement and crime prevention. And over the years, I became more concerned with crimes regarding public transportation. And upon the data uh, research reports that I uh, obtained from these various uh, transportation agencies, there was compelling similarity with the relation to the September 11, 2001 World Trade Center attacks. For one uh, one instance, uh, from 1972 through 2001, okay, within that time frame, there were more aviation accidents, major aviation accidents that occurred on the calendar date of September 11th than any other calendar date. Yes,
5: you've provided me uh, some of those dates. September 11th, 1974, Eastern Airlines crash in Charlotte, North Carolina. September 11th, 91, a British Airways flight crashed in Eagle Lake, Texas. September 11th, 92, Mitsubishi and Piper in Greenwood, Indiana. And then, of course, September 11, 2001, we had the uh, the 9-11 attacks, the World Trade Center and the Pentagon.
6: Okay. Uh, And then I uh, found also on September 12, 1975, there were two aviation accidents that occurred in two different locations. One was in Pennsylvania,
2: and the other
6: one was in Alaska. The one that occurred in Pennsylvania was Uh, a Rockwell Turbo Commander. I associated this with rock-throwing incidents perpetrated against the mass transit bus systems throughout the U.S. Iraq, sometimes pronounced Iraq. The other aviation accident that occurred on that particular date, September 12th, uh, was uh, by a Ketchum Air Service. K e t c h u m. It sounds like catch them or catch them. So those two uh, particular a- aviation accidents. One was uh, a Rockwell, a Rockwell, okay, and uh, catch them, uh, catch them, okay, catch them. So from any other ordinary person researching this, they might not. It might not appear to be uh, anything out of the ordinary, but. Uh, Prior to these, this uh, re- research that I performed from the National Transportation Safety Bureau website, it seems it seems uh, suspicious to me.
5: Well, let me let me before we get to to Rockwell and Ketchum and those air crashes on September twelfth, uh, yeah. we'll we'll take a time out here first. Uh, but let me just plant the seed with you, and you can you can uh, address it when we come back on the other side. When you say that more. Avi- av- aviation accidents have occurred on September 11th than any other calendar date. Uh, I want you to address that uh, and, and maybe provide some evidence when, you, when we come back. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that you've gone on to the, the National Transportation Safety Board uh, into the documents and um, have tallied up the numbers. It, it would seem to me that on any given date... Uh, given the amount of air traffic, you could, on, for example, April the fourteenth or March the eighteenth, find a good number of air traffic uh, accidents. So let me just get some verification on that when we come back, okay. and uh, then when we will also try and connect this up with the uh, the lottery, the state lottery numbers. Harold Rosen, my guest from Poughkeepsie, New York, with some very interesting data on uh, air traffic uh, uh, accidents and other crimes. And the state lottery numbers. We'll find out which way the balls bounce when we come back. Richard Serra at The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us.
4: If you're sure your phone isn't tapped, call now. 416-360-0740 or toll-free in Ontario at 1-866-740-4740. Next week on the program, Joseph Farrow
5: will discuss LBJ and the JFK assassination. Could LBJ have been behind the conspiracy to murder JFK? Joseph Farrow will, will be here to tell all. Right now, Harold Rosen is with us from Poughkeepsie, New York. And uh, worked in a consulting capacity for a number of government agencies. Uh, also involved in uh, some crime prevention work, and found some eerie connections between winning state lottery numbers and various catastrophic events, such as September 11, 2001, and others. Now, uh, Harold, uh, forgive me, but I, I'll be a little I'll be perfectly blunt. The the, uh, the connection between Rockwell, the Rockwell Turbo Commander crash in Pennsylvania and the Ketchum Air Service in Alaska, uh, Ketchum sounds like Ketchum. I mean, I, I know you'll fill in some, some details here, but that just seems a little tenuous right, right now. But let me, let me get back to the September 11th uh, air crashes and your contention that more AVA, aviation accidents have occurred on September 11th than any other calendar date. I mean, is, do you have that confirmed rock-solid
6: well, I went to the uh, again. Uh, I obtained this uh, uh, data from the uh, National Transportation Safety Bureau website, and when I uh, tallied up all the all the accidents on every day, uh, 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 there were some that occurred on uh, a certain day that there were three accidents. But on September 11th, uh, at that time when I was doing this research, probably in 2002, uh, there were four, four day de- um uh, four days uh throughout that time frame, nineteen seventy two through two thousand one. And again, that occurred more than any other calendar. Okay.
5: Day. So you did the grunt work, you you did the um you did the, the research on that. Okay. Yes. Now uh so let just because we're tight for time, let's leave can we leave aside the Rockwell turbo crash for a minute? Sure. And, and can you tell me then what you found uh, to be the connection between September 11th and the winning state lottery numbers.
6: Okay. Uh, Again, I I worked as a consultant, and uh, after reviewing this data from the transportation agencies, it occurred to me that this might be more uh, prevalent uh, in other activities that the government uh, is trying to, uh, uh, that the government was involved in. So I did some research uh, for for uh, example, for an example, in the New York Lottery, September 11th, 2002, 911 was the winning number. September 18th, in New York Lottery, 1999, 911 occurred for the daytime drawing, and 911 occurred during the evening drawing okay uh, another another one Pennsylvania uh, December December 25th 2001 0-0-0, zero, 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 ground zero there was an, uh, one of the planes uh, from 2001 uh, September 11th that crashed in Pennsylvania so Christmas Day uh, ground zero in Pennsylvania In um, Illinois, September 11th, 2001, nine one four one seven four. So you have a four and one and a four and one. There could be a double meaning there.
5: Well, do we know what that meaning is? Because I I don't get the connection between those numbers and uh, uh, September 11th.
6: Okay. What I mean is uh, uh, the. When I uh, count when I accumulated, compiled all these all these results that I that seem to be uh, suspicious, that's nine one four and one seven four seems to be four and one were in both those two three digit number of gains that occurred on September eleventh. Four one F O R O N E with a question mark four one. Okay, that's just one Thing that could be included in this suspicious uh, results. Uh, in Georgia, September 11th, 2001, 888, uh, President George W. Bush w- was uh, in office at that time.
5: Delaware... Okay, hang on, hang on. Okay, let me just clear that. So George Bush was in office and the winning lottery number in Georgia was 888. So I, I don't get the connection.
6: On September 11th,
5: Right. Okay,
6: I'm just giving you all the uh, all the uh, results from uh, uh, say about ten, fifteen states, and there seems to be a pattern.
5: But I don't see the pattern with the eight, eight, eight and nine, eleven. Can you explain that one?
6: Okay, uh, just the triple eight. Uh, the eight is like a, a figure eight, uh, like a human body. A human body is like a, a figure similar to the number eight okay let me uh, September 10th 2001 uh, Delaware where uh, Biden uh, Senator Biden uh, right hometown okay triple zero the day before uh, September 11 2001 so there was a triple zero the next day September 11th 2001 in Delaware. One two three came in.
5: Okay. Okay. So again, I don't. I don't okay. So one two three. What if it? What if it had been three four five or six seven eight or I'm not getting. See, I, the zeros I understand. Ground zero. Okay. okay. The the nine one one. That's pretty eerie. The nine one ones and the zeros. I grant you, those are interesting patterns. But the triple eights or the four one nine or uh, those, I don't get.
6: Well, I, I wouldn't. I, I at first I wouldn't have included them, but to to make a, a, a sort of a point clear, to show that there is a definite pattern by including them, it, it shows that uh, there is something. There is. Uh, uh, it seems to be a pattern. Uh, I, I don't. Know. I, I
5: think you would make a better case if you had ignored those and just concentrated on the ones that show nine one one, because there are plenty of those. But let me let me move ahead then, because uh, you also include the um, the oil uh, the Gulf of Mexico uh, oil rig disaster on April twentieth, two thousand and ten, of course, which was Hitler's yeah. birthday. Let's talk yeah. about some of the the lottery numbers on that uh, in and around that date.
6: Okay, uh, um, it, from the Illinois uh, lottery. April 19th, 2010. Okay, the day before that, uh, tragic incident occurred. Uh, again, from Illinois, 191. Okay, that was in the three-digit game. The following day, in the play-four game from Illinois, 1819. So that seems, that seemed, uh, sort of, uh, suspicious to me
5: also. How so? How I, so? I don't understand. I, like, 191 on April 19th, the day before the oil rig disaster, I explain it. Uh, maybe I'm missing something here, Harold, but explain with well, the 191 how that is a pattern or it si- signifies anything.
6: Well, I did uh, I did research on from 2010 down to, 2000, uh, to the year 2000. And uh, just from the Illinois lottery on April 20th, okay? Or uh, one or two days uh, from April 20th, okay? So uh, in 2010, April 19th, I had 191 from the Illinois lottery. Right. And April 20th, 1819.
5: Okay, so 191 and a 181. I see. And okay. then in April 20, 2009, Illinois Lottery again, the same, the, the anniversary, uh, or a year before the disaster, triple zeros. Correct. Then going back a couple more years to 2007, April 20th, one, three, zero. Then yeah. 2005, three, 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 2004, two, two, two. But I mean, if any number came up, see, I, again, I guess I'm just, I'm not getting a, a pattern. If, for example... If you could show me that a, a lot of different state lotteries on April twentieth, two thousand and ten, the day of the BP oil disaster, all had the same number—I don't know, um, four two zero—which would be April twentieth or something like that. But I'm maybe I'm missing it. But I'm not getting any sort of a pattern here. I'm just seeing random numbers. Am well, I missing something?
6: Well, may, maybe you, uh, you're you not seeing it uh, from the same perspective that I'm uh, seeing
2: it. Okay. It's
1: not,
6: it, it's not just the, these numbers uh, uh, from the Illinois lottery, okay? It, to me, there seems to be a pattern because it's, it's from the Illinois lottery, from the other state lotteries uh, from September 11th, say in New Mexico, September 8th. 2001, 911 came in September 10th, 2001, day before the uh, tragic event. 776, September 13th, 2001, from New Mexico, also 176. To me, that that looks like a pattern of of suspicion.
5: Okay, let's assume for a minute that there is a pattern, uh, Harold what's so what is going on here exactly? are the is someone rigging the lotteries to somehow send I don't know, are these uh, perhaps some sort of occult symbols they're sending through the lottery or what do you what what is going on here?
6: okay, well, let me provide some uh, insight if you if I may uh, to to uh, show from my perspective why these incidents uh, uh, and data to be suspicious Uh, in 1989 i reported criminal activity occurring in my community uh, in miami florida actually aventura florida
1: since
6: since i notified the uh, police local police i have become a victim of stalking by a certain individual his cohort and the police 24 hours a day seven days a week I reported this to the Miami-Dade Police Department's Internal Affairs, the FBI, the State, State Attorney's Office, and the Governor's Office, but to no avail. I then realized that these government officials were shielding this individual who was stalking me, and they perceived me as a threat to them and their department for corrupt activity. In 2003, I was invited to attend the... Uh, uh, Florida Statewide Drug Control Summit. Uh, I attended the summit, and I thought it would be an ideal opportunity to speak with someone from the Florida Department of Law Enforcement about my findings. After our meeting, the agent dismissed my story. I realized that Governor Jeb Bush had committed his allegiance to his brother, President George Bush and that they would not defer to any other theory, even if it were the truth.
5: Well, now, wait a second. Are are you saying that there is then a connection between your being singled out for for some targeting or or stalking, rather, and harassment, uh, and this connection that you've uncovered between the lottery numbers and these various uh, tragedies? Uh, and so again, no, I'm not. I'm not clear as to why, what is the nature of the connection. Is someone rigging the lotteries to reflect these numbers? Why would they do that?
6: Well, let me mention this: that during uh, after two thousand one, okay, uh, President George Bush uh, did not want, from my perspective, he made it clear, at least in the minds of a lot of Americans that he was going to pursue Osama bin Laden without regard for innocent human life here and abroad. And after learning of these lottery results, and also there were two mega-million jackpots that were won in 2005 by a Mr. Harold Lerner in the New Jersey lottery, and in 2007 a Mr. Harold Messner won the Mega Million Lottery. At the time, both lotteries were the biggest lottery jackpot, mega jackpots ever. And after learning of this, it became even more evident, at least from my perspective, that the Bush administration was suspect of manipulating and trying to control the lottery game.
5: Because the winners both had the name Harold?
6: Well, not only that, but uh, again, from other from other research that I've done, from the lottery, from the transit agencies, from the uh, uh, National Transportation Safety Bureau, and also there were other other data that I uh, attained from the International Movie Database that shows that there was uh, suspicious uh, movies that that were being produced that had. Uh, some um, suspicious uh, uh, events. Also, uh, have you reviewed that? In other yes, in
5: other words, foreshadowing uh, a, a tragic events that had yet to unfold.
6: Yes, these, yes. It seemed that there was uh, knowledge of, of the uh, President Bush's administration that uh, this person was was uh, stalking me. Okay, to prevent. Me from telling the authorities that he was committing certain crimes. Okay, uh, I believe he had something to do with these uh, rock throwing incidents in Miami Dade County and probably other cities, and he might have had some uh, involvement in other. Okay. Activities. Yeah,
5: we didn't we didn't get into the rock throwing, so I don't want to confuse uh, that because pe- people won't know what you're referring to. But listen, Harold. um yeah. You know what what I find interesting is is uh the, yes the number of aviation accidents that occurred on September 11th that's interesting the number of state lotteries on or about that day that had either 9 11 or 0000 uh that seems to me uh to uh you know to go against sort of the odds that's fascinating the other stuff I I'll, I'll just have to 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 reserve judgment because it's it's too much detail to get into in the time that we have but listen Um, I I appreciate you bringing this to my attention. And if there's any updates, uh, you know, uh, please don't hesitate to email me. Uh,
6: Would I be able to uh, be invited again some other time to... uh, I'll
5: tell you what, uh, let's see what you can come up with and we'll have a look at it. And uh, if you can find some more interesting connections, we'll definitely uh, bring it to people's attention.
6: Well, thank you so much for inviting me and have a nice evening.
5: All right. Harold Rosen from Poughkeepsie, New York. Well, there you have it. Uh, Quite frankly, I don't know what to make of that. There's some interesting data there, but the other uh, bits sort of leave me scratching my head. However, when we come back, media scientist Nelson Thal. Now, he's going to make some very interesting connections. I think it'll be a little easier to follow. Canadian taxpayers footing the bill for this phony Egyptian revolt? Well, you decide when we come back. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. You're listening to an exclusive podcast
0: of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1
5: a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Ali Siadatan will join us in about 15 minutes' time to talk about RFID chips. Listen, I don't know if that uh, preceding half an hour made any sense to you. A little bit of it did to me. Uh, But you know what? He sent me some interesting data, and uh, I thought it was uh, worthy of at least some exploration, but then, quite frankly, I think he lost me. And, hey, maybe that was my fault. Maybe I wasn't connecting the dots. Uh, He seemed to be hinting at that these uh, winning lottery numbers were some sort of, there was some sort of hidden message there, foreshadowing uh, or reflecting these uh, air disasters and so forth. That kind of uh, grabbed me. That was kind of interesting. But then he got on to this rock-throwing incidents aboard various uh, subway systems in uh, throughout the United States, and he was being stalked. Then he lost me. All right, we move on. Uh, I guess we're into, uh, let's see, Jan 25 was sort of the beginning of the um, uh, Egyptian uprising. That was the uh, a national holiday over there to com- commemorate the uh, the police forces, that's when the Egyptians took to the streets in large numbers, calling it their day of rage. And here we are, uh, September the, uh, the, uh, February rather, the 6th. And um, Mubarak, of course, is digging in, digging in his heels. And uh, he says he won't stand for re-election, but there will be no election until September. And, uh, you know, a lot of us are looking at the, um, the coverage on CNN and elsewhere. And something just doesn't sit right. It seems to be like this thing was staged for the cameras. Then I get an email from uh, our media scientist friend, Nelson Thal, who's had some very interesting conversations, shop talk, he calls it, with his connections in the international intelligence agencies that seems to confirm our worst suspicions. And here to tell us more is the aforementioned Nelson Thal. Hey, Nelson. Richard, how are you doing I'm well, thank you. So, uh... What's I mean, going on in Egypt? I mean, it, 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 does it seem to you that these these uh, protests have been somewhat staged and contrived?
3: I guess, uh, you know, I'd bring attention to people uh, tonight to the book called Hostage to Khomeini by Richard Dreyfus, which, by the way, was put out by a, um, uh, the LaRouchian, LaRouche's group. And it's a very good book because it shows that at the same time that the uh, President Carter was biting his fingernails, and his presidency was destroyed by the hostage event. The actual control of the hostage event was being run out of the Office of Naval Intelligence a few blocks down the street from the White House. So, you know, we can detect that this is another SOE black op. It's so obvious,
5: right? It seems to be, uh, although you can't, I mean, I just haven't been able to put my finger on it. uh, uh, Why this thing seems so staged and contrived? Uh, you know, you've got the the pro Mubarak forces uh, at five in the morning. You know, gathering uh, in front of the CNN cameras, doing their dance.
3: Somebody's uh, paying them. Well, so it costs it, money to run a revolution. It does. It doesn't. There's a and price tag on it. Yeah, I always wonder how do these things
5: get started. You know? Well, they go to the people who
3: at the, at the intelligence agencies who give them a costing on how much it would cost. And um, we all knew the billion-dollar figure for security was inflated tremendously.
5: Oh, the G20 and, summit here in Toronto. Yes. Yeah. And yes. the real
3: security cost was far less than half of what we were told. And um, we reported at com at the time that the... Uh, a British crown grabbed that money when they uh, were here in Canada less than a week before the G20. So the the,
5: so the we'll crown make- came here basically to collect the money.
3: Yeah.
7: the to G this
3: operation. And that's not me saying it. That's, of course, informed sources within the... Uh, ruling elite intelligence agencies.
5: Okay, so in other words, the G20 was uh, a convenient excuse to bilk the taxpayers out of nearly a billion dollars. They had to account for that money, so they said, well, we spend it on security yeah. meanwhile, it goes into a brown paper bag into the hip pocket of who? Prince Charles? I mean, how does no, that No, no,
3: no, the British Crown, the British Crown. Okay.
5: A- the as British, a as the separate British
3: establishment, not the not the queen herself. Okay. All right, but the uh, bureaucracy and the banking system uh, that surrounds uh, the throne of England that has nothing to do with who's sitting on it at that particular moment.
5: Okay, so uh, they. Uh they and,
2: use the G20. That's
3: what British Special Operations Executive (SOE) people who listen to the show, I'm sure, are familiar with British SOE and Major Lewis Mortimer Bloomfield, who was on Premindex Corp. So this is another Premindex Corporation black ops.
5: So what do they? They take that money over to uh, Egypt and start well, they hiring. This
3: revolution that you're watching.
5: Right, right. So this is this is a a, 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 a they British were made Crown. operation. They've been practicing them for decades. And why, why Mubarak, why now? Why are they trying to get him out of the office, because assuming Mubarak, that's... they want to drum up the... They want a,
3: a, a leader who will start to go amongst the tribal chieftains of the Arab nations and start beating the drums of war. And Mubarak won't do it for them, because he, he was part of that whole peace treaty with Sadat and Begin. So he won't play the hard guy and start beating the drums with the other Arab nations, so they've got to get rid of him. Like they did the Shah, you know that, Richard. We've lived through all this.
5: right, right. So you're saying that uh, the uh, the uh, Anglo-American establishment wants war uh, in the Middle East. They want the Arab countries to go to war with uh, Israel. And Egypt is, uh, or Mubarak specifically uh, is not uh, is not uh, following the script. He's digging in his heels. And, and so, then why should
3: that be any surprise? Given the law of averages and what's been going on for the last thirty years, where they just keep mounting war after war after war, using phony excuse after phony excuse, Gulf of Tonkin, weapons of mass destruction. I mean, of course, they're cooking up some more lies. So if they to get, try and the, go to war, because they make money off of
5: war, wouldn't it be easier then just to get uh, um, uh, you know a member of the Muslim Brotherhood who infiltrated the U.S. Or, uh, Egyptian armed forces, like they did when they knocked off Sadat? uh that was muslim brotherhood why don't they just why wouldn't they they go that route and and uh, make it a cleaner break get get rid of mubarak that way why go to all the trouble of this uprising cuz it it's not you know it's who knows it may not succeed well they've practiced it in the past they
3: did it with the in iran right so i mean they've got that's the modus operandi that worked last time to, why shouldn't it work again?
5: Well, well, you you may be right. Here's the interesting thing. Uh, I remind uh, listeners, Nelson Thal, our media scientist, is with us, and, uh, of course, JFK assassination researcher, and the website is bloomandsteel.com. He's the producer of the uh, popular internet television uh, program, Shock Talk with Bloom and Steel. You know, if you look at uh, the uh, the optimism on the ground in, in Egypt, uh, the, the people really believe that this is going to be a successful secular uh, revolution that, the, this, that this time democracy will prevail. Secular democracy, not a theocracy. But that was the same feeling in Iran back in the late seventies. The secularists won that revolution. The Bolshevik revolution in, in Russia was not a Bolshevik revolution in its infancy. It was secular. They were democrats. Then at the last minute, you know, Lenin shows up in a sealed box car and takes over. In Iran, the, um, the mullahs, at the last minute, snatched that revolution from the secularists. Is that, is that what's going to play out in Egypt? The secularists will think they've won, and then at the last minute, they'll find out, bingo, another theocracy.
3: They always play the game of the Hegelian dialectic, the, the thesis, the antithesis, and the synthesis. So that's how they play that game. It's the game, called the great game. The British called the geopolitical game the great game. And, of course, Kissinger and Brzezinski are part of this whole operation, masterminding this black ops.
5: All right, let's grab a quick call here. Um, while time permits, Michael is in the beaches. Michael, you're, you're listening to Nelson Thaw. What do you think of this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> to tell you the truth, um, it's okay. I, I don't it's really know what's going on. I'll, I'll give you an example of why I don't know what's going on. Uh, Four days before, you know, I heard on the news uh, Mubarak was, uh, you know, saying that uh, uh, the pro-democracy movement and the demonstrators uh, were orchestrated by the Muslim Brotherhood, so uh, that seems to be no surprise. But then I've heard uh, more recent news, and that the same Mubarak was accusing the CIA and the United States and Israel for orchestrating this. Democracy movement, so uh, and then that uh, also I heard that uh, Mubarak is trying to work out something with the Muslim Brotherhood anyway
5: Nelson
3: well, I think you know people should remember the history here is important. Colonel T. e. Lawrence of the British intelligence SOE was sent in and took Arabia and conquered Arabia for the British crown. Mm-hmm. Uh, understanding that, you look to who conquered it. Major Allenby moved into Jerusalem in the 19th century. No other army has been there since. So these are British colonies and British assets that they're trying to use to, um, to like they always do, stir up a lot of war and make money from it. And. Is that exactly, Richard?
5: Yeah, well, it, it makes sense. I mean, you were saying earlier, Nelson, uh, off-air to me that uh, what, what they really want in there is another Nasser. They want Nasser back in Egypt, a Nasser-type a prototype, because uh, he would, yeah, he would yeah. beat the, the they, war drum.
3: They, Nasser, and Nasser was, was in their camp, but wasn't as controllable as the other puppets that they brought in after him. But Israel is independent today. In, no, no, right we're, we're talking about Nasser colony. of Egypt,
5: and we're talking about Nasser of Egypt. I no, mean, we're let's talking
3: about Nasser would be the Nasser helped build beat the drums of war and got the sixty seven war going so mm-hmm. the, the, these guys tend to always go back to the people they used before, so I'm guessing it'll be a Nazarite or a nazar
5: in other Somebody, words under know, on, around that camp in other words, Nelson, this will be the final uh, uh, word, and then we'll uh, we'll let you go, but uh, in other words, under Mubarak. Uh, we've had nothing but, uh, you know, three decades of peace. Co- cold peace, mind you, but, yeah. but peace nonetheless and stability, more or less, with, uh, with between Egypt and Israel. And and uh, I guess the establishment, that doesn't sit well with them, the Anglo-American establishment. They want war in the region again, so it's right. time to, to switch around the players and, and, and get someone a little Somebody less a uh, peaceful in there. Yeah, and, All the right.
3: hell, and, and Canadian taxpayers put their shoulders to the wheels. Rich.
5: Alright, so that billion dollars you're saying, uh, the, the bulk of that, so that we paid out uh, for security in G20, that was just a, a canard. Most of that money went into this Egyptian uh, operation.
3: Black Ops of SOE.
5: And that, Nelson, is coming to you uh, from some pretty reliable sources inside the intelligence community.
3: Yeah, there's whistleblowers all over the place. It's amazing. The in- and that's why they want to clamp down on the internet, because the, uh, the whistleblowers can leak information and can't get, they can't catch them.
5: All right, Nelson, okay. uh, Thursday nights, uh, Thursday Shock nights, Talk with so Bloom and thanks Steel.
3: for everything, Richard, and continue the great job you're doing.
5: All right. Bye-bye. When we come back, Ali Siadatan, our FID tags, could they be the Mark of the Beast?
4: This is no place for the naive or the faint-hearted. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. A little known
5: part of the Barack Obama healthcare plan was to make RFID chips, medical, implantable RFID chips, mandatory. They did receive approval, I believe, by the American Medical Association and by the Canadian Medical Association, although there's been no announcement up here in Canada as yet to make RFID chips mandatory. But imagine, one would hope there would be a hue and a cry at least, but who knows, who knows how people would react. You know, some people are embracing these implantable RFID chips voluntarily. There's a family in Florida. The entire family has been chipped and they boast about it because how do they get you? They say, first, you start with the most vulnerable in society, children and let's say the elderly, Alzheimer's patients. If you love Your dear Aunt Margaret, who has Alzheimer's, you'll have her chipped because if she's wandering around in the streets, we can track her down and make sure she gets home and she's safe and she's warm. Of course, the first thing they do is they sell this uh, to us uh, for our pets, right? We get our dogs and our cats chipped in case they get lost. That's the first stage. Then it's the elderly and the very young. And then soon... The rest of us, how could you argue against a medical implantable RFID chip if it's better than a medical alert bracelet? If you're unconscious, it'll do the talking for you. It'll tell doctors whether you have uh, allergies. Your whole medical history will be there on one little chip that could be placed in the, oh, I don't know, the palm of your right hand or your forehead. And once we have it for health care... Why bother carrying around cash in your wallet or a credit card? You could be held up. You could be brutalized, mugged. Wouldn't it be safer for all of us if we had a little chip with our banking information in our right hand or our forehead so that when we go to the store, all we have to do is put our palm down on the scanner and we can buy our groceries. Doesn't that sound reasonable? Doesn't that sound a lot like Revelation, Chapter Thirteen. Here to tell us more about his research into this area is documentary filmmaker Ali Siadatan. Ali, welcome back. Good to have you aboard again. How are you?
7: I'm fine, thank you, Richard. Thank you for having me.
5: Uh, do you happen to know, by the by, about that uh, that aspect of the the Barack Obama Healthcare Bill? Did that, did that pass? Is it are RFID chips, medical RFID chips, about to become mandatory in the U.S.?
7: Um, and not that I know of at this point. However. The Food and Drug Administration has allowed a company called Verichip, which now um, markets itself as positive ID. It's the only company in the States that's been allowed to um, put it inside of humans. And there is a huge push inside of many hospitals um, to, to make it mandatory. As you're explaining, it can save lives, they say, and make um, you know the doctor's life easier if you have an accident in a state that's very far from where you live, and they come on the scene of the accident, and they got a minute to save your life, and they need medical information from you, they just can scan this RFID chip, which is usually placed um, in your tricep um, on the top of your arm, and then uh, a, a number appears. Then they put this number in their computer, and your medical file opens up. So there's a huge push by many hospitals in the States, and there's a company that's been given the right... uh, implement it inside of humans.
5: Let me uh, back up though first of all, for those not aware, what is an RFID chip exactly?
7: It's got two components. One is a a radio, um, radio frequency identification, that's what it stands for, and then it's a microchip. So it's a microchip uh, that sends a radio signal and you need a transponder to read it. Um, So once the transponder is in the proximity of the radio frequencies, then the number, usually it's a number, or all kinds of information. It's used in factories for um, merchandising, taking uh, objects and putting in them in the proper place in a warehouse. Um, information appears on the screen, and so it's a computer chip and a radio put together.
5: Just about every product uh, now is sold has an RFID chip I'm I'm wearing this Tommy Hilfiger sweatshirt it probably has an RFID chip in it somewhere I'm wearing some roots boots they probably I'm wearing uh, uh, what kind of jeans do I have it doesn't matter uh, yeah. rustler rustler yeah, so
7: they are the, the leading edge right now is uh, Walmart Gillette a lot of companies are replacing the universal product code with RFID you can have it as small as a grain of sand Every single can of Coke, let's say, that you buy could have one.
5: But where does that information go? I mean, it, 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 it's not long distance, right? I mean, it, it, it has to, you have to have a transponder like one of those uh, handheld scanners.
7: They are doing experiments in some retail stores. By, they're putting transponders at the entrance to track who's buying what. Um, uh, but for it to f- come into full effect, you would need transponders all over the city. And so at that point, uh, let's say you go to Shoppers Drug Mart and buy some food or some uh, anything with your Shoppers Drug Mart card. Now, uh, Shoppers Drug Mart can look and say, Gee, gee, you know, everybody who buys Gillette razors tends to live, you know, in North York and at that point, you know, that information goes to Gillette and Gillette can decide, you know, we need to advertise more in North York or maybe we don't need to advertise in North York. That kind of a thing.
5: Right, right. Okay. So if all my clothes have an RFID tag, what difference does it take if I, does it make if I'm if I've got one uh implanted uh you know, subdermally? I mean, what, what Well, isn't it too late anyway?
7: Um, well, I mean it's it's just an old argument. It's kind of like um some of the more traditional schools of Christianity like the Amish or the Mennonites, you know, they stopped uh, a long time ago with the driver's license that they consider to be an invasive number. Um, it depends where you draw the mark. And I think that if it's the mark of the beast, then it's once the decree is given by the Antichrist, uh, that is what you don't want to take. Um, until then, you could argue that it's just the natural evolution of technology.
5: All right, let's uh, take a time out. When we come back, let's just back up a little bit and I'll get you to explain what you feel is the connection between these uh, omnipresent uh, RFID tags radio frequency identification tags uh, that can be implanted under the skin what is the connection between that and the mark of the beast Ali Siadatan from Think Again Productions and we'll also take your calls from Toronto 416-360-0740. And toll free from Thunder Bay to the Carolinas, Maine to Minnesota, 1-866-740-4740. You're listening
0: to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.
1: We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds. We're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube, you eat like the tube, you raise your children like the tube, you even think like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniacs in god's name you people are the real thing we are the illusion so turn off your television sets turn them off now turn them off right now turn them off and leave them off turn them off right in the middle of sentence. i time speaking to you now turn them off brainwashed in our childhood brainwashed by the school brainwashed by our teachers and brainwashed by all the
3: rules brainwashed by our leaders
4: Live from Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sennett from Zoomer Radio, AM
3: 740.
4: Let me um,
5: remind you what Revelation 13 has to say. Revelation chapter 13, verse 16, And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. That's quite specific, a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And then it goes on, verse 17, And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six, or six, six, six. Are we talking about the RFID chip when we're talking about the mark of the beast, specifically the type that can be implanted subderminally for health care purposes or for commerce? If we're talking commerce, then I think we're getting there. Some might say we're already there. Ali Siaditan is with us from Think Again Productions and uh, his documentary, UFOs, Angels and Gods, of course, uh, very popular and still available on DVD. So, uh, Ali, uh, let's, let's uh, connect the, uh, the RFID tag. If we're talking about something that, that's being used in healthcare, care uh, where our records are permanent records, our uh, are, are, um, allergies, like a medical alert bracelet would be implanted under the skin... That doesn't sound necessarily like Revelation 13, but I, but then if we're talking about commerce, using it as a uh, as a uh, a means of commerce, then we, we're getting closer. D- to your knowledge, are implantable RFID chips being used to conduct commerce? Um,
7: well, they are being used uh, for commerce. Um, they, they're mainly being used at this point or being marketed when it comes to commerce for factories warehouses uh, it's it's very easy to process uh, things that have RFID on them it's very time saving um, the, the, the kind of the, there is some the sinister aspect about this whole uh, manufacturing of RFID chips there there's three companies that come to mind um, one company is digital angel and digital angel owns the the patent to RFID Uh, chips, and uh, they are funded mainly by IBM, Um, and uh, um, there's another company, um, it's called Alien Technologies Corporation, Mm. and they are the largest manufacturer of RFID chips in the whole world. They're located in Morgan Hills, California.
5: Alien technology, that's a rather... Peculiar name.
7: It is, and when you go on their website, you, know, you see you see pictures of their head office with the with the with the word alien written big on top of the entrance, and it, it that kind of looks funny.
1: You
7: know, you can't you can't deny that. And then of course, there's researchers that look into alien abductions, and that's kind of um, a cutting edge aspect of abductions that talk about um, abductees having implants inside of them. Um, there's Bud Hopkins, uh, a man who, who I greatly respect for his research um, Out of New York There's a, a, a surgeon, Dr. Roger Lear there, There's the alien hunter, Darrell Sims um, There's people who are also saying Look, there seems to be um, a connection uh, here with alien abductions and chips and, and there's a lot of people who feel there's a demonic um, reality to abductions Others don't um, they call themselves contactees. They, they feel that it, you know they're they're chosen. Um, so there is something sinister about the whole alien abduction connection. The name of these companies, the idea of um, putting something inside of your body that may may um, touch your nervous system. Maybe you know you can emit radio frequencies, but can you receive radio frequencies? Can you receive messages? There's a lot of unknowns, so there's, there's something about the whole world of RFID that, that is strange. Uh,
5: well, it certainly seems to me that it's being uh, pushed on us in a not-so-subtle fashion, as I mentioned earlier. First they started with the pets, and uh, and now there's some, uh, some researchers, uh, Catherine Albrecht and others, uh, who are really at the forefront in, in warning people about these, uh, these chips. Uh, 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 her concern and her allegation is that they, they, they're causing cancer uh, in, in these uh, mainly dogs that are being uh, planted. Generally, the, the chips, they're chipped just behind uh, the, you know, the neck, the fleshy part of the neck, sort of between the shoulder blades, I guess. And, and she's saying that a lot of these dogs are developing masses and tumors and so forth. So there's that but i guess what concerns me is is uh, the way that uh, they're marketing these uh, implantable chips that if you care about your loved ones you'll have it done
7: yes that's the main approach for like children let's say if you're you're afraid that your your child may be lost in a mall and you want the child to be located very quickly then you know, put a chip inside of them, and of course a lot of people immediately go, well, yeah, get one in my kit, you know. It's...
5: How do you argue against that, though? I mean, on the surface, it sounds like a pretty good idea.
7: Well, that's it. So it's, it's, For me, technology is not evil in itself. It's, it's how it's used. Um, I don't fear uh, technology. Um, you, you were mentioning um, the Book of Revelation, and when you look at the larger context of that chapter... It really gives us a lot of details um, that we have to take into consideration. It talks about um, a, a person who's in charge of a coalition of ten nations, it seems. It says that uh, there are seven heads and ten horns. Um, and you know this, this uh, sends us back to the writings of the prophet Daniel, who lived in the 5th century BC, who talks about uh, the same type of numbers. It says that he is the leader of a coalition of nations that fits within um, the leopard, the bear, um, the lion, animals that, you know, again, send us back to the world of Daniel.
5: You're talking about the Antichrist here. I'm when talking you say about it. the yeah.
7: Antichrist, the yeah. person who decrees the mark of the beast. Right. So, so we have to look at all of these details in order to come to a conclusion. So we have to kind of look for a guy who is leading a coalition of ten nations, who... Um, is, is from the world, uh, perhaps, that, you know, that Daniel uh, understands. It, it, when you look back at the writings of Daniel, for instance, he's talking to the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, who is the most important power, seat of power in the world at the time of Daniel. And, he, and he's you know, deciphering this dream for him, and he says to him, you know, the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory, and wherever the children of men dwell or the beasts of the field and the birds of the heaven, he has given them into your hand and has made you ruler over them all. Now, when we look back at the time of Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom was in the Middle East. He didn't rule in India, or he didn't rule China, he didn't rule um, Mesoamerica. But to Daniel's way of speaking to the Middle Eastern hyperbolic way of speaking he's really flattering the king and he's saying you know every every bird every beast that dwells on the whole earth you have dominion and glory over everything moving forward he says you know after you will arise another kingdom and then and and a third one which which is widely believed to be to be the hellenistic kingdom of alexander and it says that this third kingdom shall rule over all the earth daniel says and when we look back at alexander's kingdom well, in the mind of, I can see in the world view of Daniel, certainly he ruled over all the, all the earth.
5: In other words, Ali, what you're saying is that this, the, the prophecy in Revelation, and yes. as it was in Daniel, is, a, is very specific to one particular region of what was then the known world, I, that their is, world, which is the Middle East.
7: That is definitely the latest thinking, because I think when it comes to something as complex as prophecy, we have to have an open mind that it's being revealed as we go deeper. Into, into these times And that is definitely one A uh, new uh, perspective That is uh, emerging uh, Which is, you know, if you look at, it, look at The language uh, That precedes the book of Revelation When it talks about the whole world The whole earth, everybody, everything, every animal It doesn't really talk about it The way you and I understand it So when it says that the Antichrist you know, Makes everybody get this chip It's talking about the people Under his Uh, direct influence and rule inside of these seven heads and ten horns inside of this region described in Revelation chapter 13. So we have to contextualize the mark of the beast in the larger body of verses that surround it and then understand that in the context of the, the prophetic language of the Bible up to the book of Revelation.
5: Uh, in, uh, in other words, you're saying that the, the people who are ex- that may or may not accept the mark of the beast would be confined to his kingdom, the, the Middle East.
7: Well, that, yeah. I Does guess that mean the, we're, the here in the, East, yeah. we're,
5: we're going to be left out of this whole end times scenario, the tribulation, well, the I mean, battle of Armageddon? That's not going to impact on us so well, much. Of
7: course it is. How can it not? I mean, the world is so small these days. Um, but what falls within the scope of what is revealed? You know, if, if, if the Bible was to say, well, when you see this happen in Australia, this happen in New Guinea, this happen in China, this happen in Canada, then, then you know, it's the end times, the book would have to be 50,000 volumes long. So it's picking, um, you know, a, a, a part of the world that perhaps, you know, pertains to, to Israel, and then it is now talking about the events that will conspire after the return of Israel to the middle east and it's saying you know when you see that on one side israel return on the other side this particular man rise and unite you know people behind him and ask allegiance allegiance to him personally um, then you know that this is you know the epicenter if you will is being described that's one thinking
5: right right although the the mark yes While it may be specific to the Middle East, it it may be, given that we are now living in this globalized um, world, we may all uh, have to take the mark. I
7: mean, that's true. I mean, you look at, for instance, the early Christians of the Roman Empire, I don't think they ever thought that, hey, the emperor is going to just decree that we all should be killed or or we should sacrifice to the gods. I mean, until a few days ago, there were citizens of Rome, and now their civil rights are suspended. Or if you look at you know the Jews living in Nazi Germany, they didn't they they might have never thought, hey, the state is going to suddenly uh, take you know single out this particular ethnicity uh, among its, citizens, its citizenry. So it can happen. It can happen. Indeed. Uh, yes. Yeah.
5: We'll take a time out, come back, and uh, continue to mark talk about the mark of the beast and whether the RFID chip is in fact the mark. Let me know what you think, friends. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty eight six six seven forty four seven forty are RFID chips mark of the beast or a wonderful piece of technology
4: poking holes in the darkness the conspiracy show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio AM 740 to see the light Call Richard now at 416-360-0740 or toll-free in Ontario at 1-866-740-4740. Radio frequency
5: identification tags or chips implanted under the skin. Are these... Pieces of technology, is this the, the mark of the beast that's prophesied in, in Revelation? The mark placed in the uh, the right hand or on the forehead. That's pretty specific, Ali. Uh, it's got to be the... Or is it meta- metaphoric? No, or, no,
7: I think it's specific. Yeah, the Bible usually is very specific.
5: It's got to be the palm of the hand or the forehead? The right hand. The right hand. Well, if it's that specific, uh, I mean, anyone who's... I mean, this that's got to be one of the most famous uh, verses in the Bible yeah, uh, for Christians and non-Christians alike. Yeah. I mean, if if suddenly we wake up and they're telling us that you should take the RFID tag in the right hand, I mean, the bells and the whistles and the flags got to go up. I mean, people well, yeah. would, would yeah, see that one right. coming, presumably. <laughs> we're, wait, we're waiting for that, right?
7: That's true. How are
5: There's, they going to th- fool us?
7: Well, I mean, you, you've presented a few strategies, you know, so with your loved ones, including your pets, your children— be aware of you know uh, it can save your life the health concerns so they can infiltrate gradually um, but it's going to take a long time to do it that way so there has to be an emergency there has to be um, a reason that is compelling that um, a lot of people will say well gee you know what? this is going to, this is I got to do this there's a huge emergency and this is you know what's needed um, but I mean let's let's look at it realistically so. When we say that, uh, it, says, it says in the book of Revelation that uh, everyone, um, rich or poor, slave or free, etc., cetera, um, is, is told to put this. So are we saying that every citizen of the world, six billion people, people living in countries at various stages of development, the people living in countries with different ideology, ideologies, um, People living in dictatorships, in democracies, people everywhere are going to suddenly be compelled by a guy speaking out of some body that some United Nations or some. You know, is that what this line of thinking is saying? That somehow a decree will arrive where every government in the world, where every citizen will be ordered to present themselves to a local office to be chipped? Um, I mean, anything other than a worldwide alien invasion. You know, it's it's, it's for me. We we humans can agree on a lot of things.
5: So, in, in other words, you're saying it, you don't foresee a day when six and a half billion people are going to line up to get chipped.
7: Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's it just doesn't. There's something like you know, I have to be an honest researcher, and uh, that's my. It's a little far-fetched for me. That uh, that. Uh, um, yeah, we, no, I don't see it that way. So, I, I, well, how do you
5: see it? How do you see it f- I playing see out? I see
7: that definitely there's a um, a leader. He's kind of like the pharaoh of Egypt. Um, he he does come to power, and it says that Satan himself, you know, gives him his power, um, and the dragon gave him his power and his throne and great authority. It says in, in Revelation 13. Um, I mean, the, the very power that he offered to Christ, uh, and Christ refused. Um, so definitely there's, there is this, this person, and then he is the leader of Ten Horns and Seven Heads. Uh, it's, it's a coalition of ten nations. And then he, he does decree over the world that he's you know, directly responsible for, uh, that they, to, they have to pledge allegiance to him. I think it's, it's a sign of allegiance. It's a sign of allegiance. And you, you put this on you, and now you have pledged allegiance to him. And then there's people who refuse because it talks about all of these uh, martyrs uh, that refuse to, uh, to take this, this chip inside of them. Um, and they and they are killed by him for um, for refusing the mark, for refusing the the image.
5: Even if they're not killed, you're simply by refusing to take the mark, you can't buy your cell. You're locked out of the system. You can't eat. You would just simply wither away.
7: Yeah, you would. Um, yes, you 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 would you would wither away. Um, and uh, I'm I'm just as I'm speaking, i him looking for for a passage. Um, that talks about the people who don't take the mark under him. But yes, you you would wither away. So definitely, uh, it's a reality. I do perceive it as a reality. Is it going to be the RFID chips? Um, is that the mark? Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's possible. I I think that's a very Western um, way of looking at it because uh, we're so technologically savvy. Um, I mean, it could be as simple as hey, you know, here here's. Here's my my sign. Here's my symbol. Put it on your forehead. Put it around your arm. And when you do that, you have essentially entered into a state of worship against me. And really, only the Christians would say no, because they would refer to this passage and say no, and so they would be singled out. So it has to be in an empire that is against Christians, that 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 does not accept anyone. Who does not see this man as the representative of the deity of, of of God? Because it does. There are many passages that 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 present him as a religious leader, um, as a military leader, as, as the economic head of the nation, uh, as the political head of the nation. So it has to be in a region of the world where where military, political power, economic power, and religious power are 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 concentrated in a single uh, hand.
5: Sounds like you're almost talking like a caliphate.
7: <laughs> that is one possibility. Yeah. That is one real possibility. Um, so Which makes
5: the situation in Egypt all more interesting. Yes, absolutely. Alright, let's grab a call here. Michael is in uh, Burlington. Michael, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Well, thank you.
2: Hi. Yeah, I've been listening to the show. I'm a new listener to Conspiracy, by the way. It's a very, very interesting program. Um, I, I am not as Bible-versed as I should be. My Bible study is not what it should be, though I am Christian. But but that's not exactly what I'm calling I've heard a lot of interesting things here. Um, it's why this chip thing scares me is I keep saying to myself, is it really just medical? What are they actually putting into you? What can they do with that? I, I listened to a lawyer on a radio show uh, about a year ago, And the lawyers said, you know, be careful if you're a suspect in a crime and they ask you for a DNA sample and say, well, this will clear you. What happens to that DNA sample after? What happens if an accident happens when that goes into some kind of a database? What if, and I don't think badly of police, what if there is some police officer that would contaminate evidence with it because he's just a bad cop? We're getting into kind of the same thing here when we're talking about them putting chips in your arm, and you really don't have any guarantee of what they're going to do with your information. Like, for instance, trying to purchase life insurance, or if if they're putting something else in there so that they could track you or do something unscrupulous. What what is your guarantee that they're not doing that to you when they implant that? You understand what I mean?
5: Exactly, Michael. That's uh, that's got to be the concern. I mean, we we live in this. Uh... A uh, very stable uh, a country where yep. we tend to trust our authority, uh, I think to an unhealthy extent. However, we we're all raised with the precept, you know, good government, peace order and good government. Yep. But uh, we don't know for certain who's going to be in charge in 20 or 30 years and whether they'll you know, still have our best interests at heart or uh whether there will be certain individuals in that government that that uh, that are trustworthy. So you're right. We 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 uh we tend to cede our uh, our privacy uh a little too easily here.
2: Yeah, we do. And and I mean when you think of it, it's illegal for somebody to demand your social insurance number because I'm assuming that they can get a lot of information on you. They can ask for it as far as I know. Uh, under Canadian law, but they can't demand that, that you give that to them, because then they have access to all kinds of unrelated information to, I don't know, an application for a credit card or something. They may ask you for that. Right. They've right. got access to all kinds of things. Listening to that, the, the lawyer on the television saying, I mean, you know, if if you haven't committed a crime, I mean, let them put you through an investigation. Do not give them a DNA sample, you know, because... Where does it go after that? And when we talk about this chip, what are they putting on that chip about you? Is there going to be a way that uh, people under regular law enforcement could follow you and find you and know when you're... Your home, so they could rob your house, or just any number of things. Your mind can go crazy well, thinking of what could happen with that.
5: I'll give you a uh, thank you for the call, Michael. And excellent points you raised. And welcome aboard the uh, the conspiracy train, if you will. I hope you'll listen again. Thank you. I'll give you an example. Uh, I think, Ali, of what Michael is saying. The uh, let's say the medical RFID chip. If, for example, that could be read by someone for a uh, a health insurance company. And they're doing a scan to see uh, if someone has a pre-existing condition or they might develop a pre-existing condition, these sorts of things. In other words, who is going to have access to that ostensibly a medical uh, uh, record on an RFID chip? But, uh, you know, it's not, it's not just the, the hospitals and the, the, the doctors necessarily are going to have access to that. Who else is going to have access to it?
7: Absolutely, these are great, great points that go to the heart of the matter, which is the control of the population. It's like people are cattle, and they're being marked. And uh, what 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 will be the implications of this? Uh, will the chip have an aspect that allows uh, the mind to to be controlled? Can you get subtle messages uh, put inside of your subconscious while you're sleeping? Um, how far is this technology going to go? Once something is inside of your body and becomes normal and, you know, the decades, the generations pass, uh, you could become uh, a slave. You know, it's the it's, it's 1984 on steroids. So um, these are excellent points and the, for, for the reasons uh, that, that Michael mentioned. I think that we should definitely resist anybody putting anything in our bodies. Um, it's, it's where we should draw the line.
5: All right, Ali Siertan is with us. How do you feel about RFID chips? Are they the mark of the beast? 416-360-0740 from Toronto. Toll free from just about anywhere, 1-866-740-4740. You're listening
0: to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.
5: Just a reminder again, Friday, February the 18th, Vision TV is the world premiere of The Conspiracy Show. A half an hour. From eleven to eleven thirty, the uh, the premiere episode is on UFO disclosure, and then from eleven thirty to twelve, episode two on nine eleven control demolition, and uh, the the following week uh, we have episodes on past life regression and uh, are we running out of oil, and in and around week four, I believe episode four or five is uh, an episode dedicated to the identity of the final Antichrist. And my guest on the line, Ali Siaditan, plays figures rather prominently in that episode. So we'll be watching for that, Ali. We had a great great deal of fun making that episode. All right. Uh, The Mark of the Beast. Is it an RFID chip? Now, uh, let's get to Marie in Toronto. Good morning, Marie. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show.
7: Hi, Richard. Hi. Hi.
3: I don't know how anybody can doubt that it's the mark of the beast. And uh, it's going to be used for total, ultimate control by the New World Order. And uh, what that guy was saying earlier about the lotto and the row of eights? Yes. I have called you before, and I told you that there's rows of eights in our hydro, rows of eights in our gasoline, and it's the G8.
5: All right, so it's some sort of occult uh meaning it's here. It's
3: the new world order.
5: Okay. That's what I was trying to get out of Harold and he wasn't he, I was trying to find out what the pattern of those state lottery numbers were and I wasn't quite getting uh, the
3: um well, getting as as it,
5: a clear. As soon res- as I heard
3: 888, I went, "Yep, 888. It's okay,
2: the G8."
5: All right. Well, there's another uh, dot that you've connected for us Marie. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Art is in Cambridge this morning. Good morning, Art. Welcome to the Conspiracy Show.
8: Uh, thank you. Um, I'm calling about the the chip, but right quick, I like to mention about that eight first. Um, you claim that you're Christian and all that. You don't realize the eight 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 is the, not only the uh, the sign of uh, infinity, but three dimension, and on top of it, it's something dealing with uh, something Christian dealing with God. But uh, as with this chip, um, you guys want to it to the to the uh, the Bible and stuff like that. Um, the Bible is not really a religion; it's it's a way of life and historical, but not just historical of life of every continent everywhere. Um, for instance, the chip that you're talking about, and everyone's worried about being the right hand or wherever it is, and you know being able to follow you and stuff. They can do that anyway. But uh, what I'm getting at is, it's just one step up from the computer logging that they got, where if you go in and they can uh, see um, uh who you are and stuff and they can bring up all your medical uh records and everything to help you better. I mean people had those bracelets that said oh you're diabetic in your name and that on it. Um that's the same thing as a chip but here's why they're doing it. What happens is you go into a doctor and you think you got this, this problem here. Um well when they bring up your your uh name on the computer, they see what the last doctor diagnosed you with. So then they diagnose you with the same thing. Right? before they had the the OHIP cards, before they got the pictures, people were going to doctors and getting a second opinion, and there was no diagnosis from another doctor, and they would have doctors contradict each other. One incident that I had in 2009, where I went to uh, Cambridge Hospital, I'm from Cambridge in the Cambridge Hospital, where uh, I went in and I was having a pancreatic attack, and there was uh, some kind of flu virus going around making people sick, and I was saying, no, the pain's over on my right, it started here they diagnosed me with heartburn. Well, you don't give morphine to a person with heartburn. And I would, no, no, I, uh,
5: listen, all right, I understand the, the rationale behind the medical implantable RFID tags. The The, the, uh, the question is, uh, Is this? would this be a precursor to um, uh, some sort of an application in commerce where we'd have to buy and sell using the same same type of device? What are your thoughts on that?
8: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's 100% that. Going back to... If you talk about the Bible, you got to picture the fallen angels aren't actual angels; they're just the people in power, and the the demons aren't demons; they're the civil servants. Um, they all work in together with the big business, what you call the corporation and stuff like that. Um, just for another example: I call up Urgent Cares. When one Urgent Care in Cambridge closed, I called them up, and on the message machine it said, "If you're calling about records and stuff like that, contact this emergency." plus or something. So I, I finally looked up their number, contacted them and it goes, Hello, cooperators Right? And I'm like the the most vicious person in Cambridge right now. I, I can't think of the word saying vicious, but I've recorded the courts, recorded the doctors as I was saying. I go into the doctors, I like second time I went in the hospital, the guy me. He said, yeah, I think you're having a pancreatic attack. He goes to send me I got you.
5: I, I, yeah, I, I don't think we need to get into your, your personal medical history to, to, to get your point, and I appreciate it. you making it. Uh, uh, Peter is in Buffalo. Good morning, Peter.
2: Hi, Rich um, and guest. Uh, I was wondering, you said at the top of the show that it's required uh, with the new health care legislation that...
5: Uh, I know initially it was... It was, it was it was in that bill. That was a huge, I mean, there was, there was uh, uh, things in there for, uh, obviously, provisions in there that had nothing to do with health care, but had to do with, uh, you know, uh, well, it was, as in any large bill, it's, there's a lot of uh, a pork barrel politics in there. But I, 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 at one point, it was in the bill, as far as I know.
2: Okay, so it's not in the bill any longer. I
5: don't know. I don't know.
2: Huh. Do you, uh, Can you give me any kind of a number or any kind of numbers that I can verify that? I'm
5: sure you could find a copy if you if you care to wade through. What is it, about 40,000 pages? If you care to huh. wade through the uh, the, the, uh, the health care plan, you could probably find it online.
2: Okay. Um, well, okay. Um, and I don't
5: know when, you know, the, a lot of those uh, provisions in the bill, there's a, sort of a timing mechanism. Some of those things don't kick in until, you know, 2015, 2020. So... Maybe this is one of those things. It's not we're not going to hear about it until, you know, a year before.
2: Yeah, it's just um I listen to Alex Jones quite often and uh, I don't believe I've ever heard him mention such a thing, but I guess uh he can't cover everything.
5: Indeed. All right, Peter. Well, if you uh, if you do care to look into that and if you find anything in the bill, then uh, uh let us know. I will. okay. Thanks very much. All right, Peter in Buffalo. Okay. All right. Uh Okay, so Ali the um let me let me uh, go back to the the um other aspect of this RFID chip and that is one of the manufacturers you mentioned in Morgan Hills, California, Alien Technology.
7: The Alien Technologies Corporation.
5: Now, aside from that being a rather interesting name, yeah. are you suggesting that there might be some connection between the alien abduction phenomenon and, and many victims report they believe they've been Uh, Implanted with something, Uh, it certainly would be beyond uh, an RFID uh, chip, I would think. But who knows? Who knows? Is there a connection? Do you think is is alien technology uh, responsible for alien abductions, or where are you going with that exactly?
7: I would say that if um, the research into abduction phenomenon um, points to the idea of integration into human society of um, hybrids. The Bible refers to them as Nephilim in the old uh, Hebrew language. Um, and these hybrids would be involved in every you know, aspect of life, including running companies. Um, the, it's interesting that the, there is an alien connection uh, there, with abductions and, and, and some sort of an Im- a- implant and it's interesting that there's a company uh, that has this name and is the largest manufacturer of these ships in the world. Um, um, it might be very attractive because, you know, we may look at the abduction of some ufo phenomenon from a sinister perspective, at least an aspect of it, but a lot of people see the UFOs as the saviors of the Earth, that something better has arrived. So if there's a company that, you know, champions that connection that company may be seen in a very good light by by a lot of people um people who um run corporations who are into um alternative forms of spirituality that ultimately connect to the darker side and from a biblical point of view you know we talk about world domination and enslavement of human culture and all that stuff and um, i think we have to be careful n- not to put our own perspectives, when we're talking about something as, as, as old as the Angelic War that apparently goes back to the Garden of Eden, the agenda is described in the Bible as being um, a movement of history towards a battle at the second coming of Christ. The preparation of the dark side at this point is to, is to meet Christ. Um, that is what is their chief concern that is where it's, it's headed now if from their perspective if they, they, they feel they're going to win then they might have projects of enslavement integration and the expansion of, of the satanic revolution beyond earth into the galaxy into the throne room of the universe I mean, that is Satan's ambition to be God uh, it's uh, the, the, the I wills of Satan and he will raise his throne above the, the stars of God so but we have to understand that there's a plan here, and and the Bible is giving us clues. Um, so when we look at something as, uh, like the mark of the beast, we can't just you know b- put superimpose our own fears um, or, or or conspiracies on it, and then you know mix and kind of create a soup. We have to see okay, if we're talking about a biblical concept, what other things is the Bible saying about the agenda of the dark side? When you look at the larger passage uh, around the mark of the beast in the book of Revelation, you clearly see uh, the idea of worship, um, worshiping something other than God, juxtaposed with the worship of God. Um, it's, it says here that if any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead and, or in his hand, um, the same shall drink the wine of, of the wrath of God. So it talks about worshiping the beast. And then, of course, if you worship him, you're going to receive his mark. So it's not just a passive marking of populations, first of all. There seems to be this idea of, uh, of, of this allegiance, and, and it continues uh, with the same type of thinking, and then talks about the people who who got the victory over the beast over his image, over his mark, and over the number of his name in, in, in the same chapter, and concludes with the idea... Uh, that uh, that you know, God is holy, and all nations shall come and worship before Him. So, you really see this idea of you know, don't worship this guy, don't don't give your heart to this particular God, to this don't have this allegiance, don't receive His mark. Come and and receive the mark of God and worship Him. So you really have this this idea of allegiance to two gods. Wh- which one do you worship? Um, it's 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 not just a Passive um, taking of uh, of a brand inside of your arm uh, It has to do with your heart with your mind uh, with what's happening inside of you and how it leads you to want to receive this sign of Allegiance
5: if you were uh, a parent with uh, small children and the only way that you could eat would be to take the mark wouldn't uh, wouldn't God be able to differentiate between, you know, the, the chip that's in your palm, but what's in your heart? In other words, yes, I will take the mark so that I can feed myself and my family to stay alive, but my heart is with God.
7: Um, I guess, I mean, I, it's hard for me to answer that question. Um, it's... it's hard for me to answer that question I have to think about it. Um, I think that the going with the literal reading of what it says here it simply says <laughs> it seems to suggest that it's better to die than to take this mark it that that seems to be what the reading is suggesting um, the the um, um, there, there are passages in, in the book of Ezekiel, again, another Old Testament prophet uh, of the 5th century B.C., and there we see these, you know, before the destruction of the temple and the exodus of the Jews to Babylon, um, God sending these angels to mark uh, the ones that are his who, who continue to worship him uh, at a time of, of great idolatry in Israel. Um, So, definitely, God is the one who searches the hearts and minds, and and He would know what is in in the hearts and
2: minds of people, yes.
5: All right, Uh, Bill is in Whitby. Good morning, Bill. Welcome to The
2: Conspiracy Show. Good morning, gentlemen. Richard and Ellie, I have a question for you. Um, Okay, the chipping. Has anyone ever talked about the chipping being used, being sold as a way of communication, in other words, uh, computer connection to the world? Because when you look at something like Facebook, which in my opinion has perversely grown in the last five years, and when I watch some of my friends around me and the way they live by Facebook, uh, it makes me wonder if that's how it's going to be sold.
5: A social networking chip.
2: You know, or, or just a connection to the world, Richard, as being your internet connection. you know. Uh, that would be your way to be connected to the world
7: absolutely I think that 's where it 's going If you really want to go with the chip idea, then that 's where it 's going it 's it's the everything chip it 's communication they 're saying that the binary language of the computer zero one one zero is compatible to human DNA that you could shake hands and transmit information uh, that that you know this chip could translate information uh, in a way that the brain can understand it, uh, and so definitely. If we're going to go with the chip idea, looking into not not into the, not distant future into the close future, um, definitely it would be the answer to everything: social interaction, communication, um, GPS, uh, uh, economics, you know, monetary transactions, um, healthcare. I mean, it would be the answer to uh, everything. Definitely, that's uh, that would be the future of this technology. Yeah.
5: Bill and Whitby, thank you for that. Great point. Ali, sit tight. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show on the other side. Stay with us.
4: The owners of the system are asleep. Now we can play The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
5: All right, just trying to get get some more information here on whether or not medical RFID chips would be mandatory under the um, Barack Obama health plan. And uh, there is a story here, uh, Newscast Media, which says by 2014, all Americans will be required to have electronic health records, EHR, which will include their height, weight, and body mass index. This is part of the health care bill. That uh, President Obama recently signed and the Department of Health and Human Services has finally finished tying up all the loose ends. U.S. Health and Human Services Secretary Kathleen Sebelius said, quote, this will push our entire healthcare care system forward. As she compared the advent of electronic health records to electronic banking, health information technology promises to bring that same transformation, convenience and reliability to the healthcare care system, she said. The Obama administration warned that health care providers, including doctors and hospitals, must establish, must establish, quote, meaningful use of EHRs by 2014 in order to qualify for federal subsidies. If they do not comply, they will risk getting penalized in the form of diminished medical or Medicare and Medicaid payments under the Health Information Technology for Economic and Clinical Health Act of 2009. Let me repeat that. The um, Health Information Technology for Economic and Clinical Health Act of 2009. Eligible health care professionals and hospitals can qualify for Medicare and Medi- Medicaid incentive payments when they adopt certified EHR technology. All right. So now I go to, I actually found what I believe is the, uh, the passage, if I can find this. Here we are. Here is the actual text of uh, the health care plan, I believe, that um, mentions this. The secretary shall establish a national medical device registry in this subsection referred to as the registry to facilitate analysis of post-market safety and outcomes data on each device that A is or has been used in or on a patient and B, is a class 3 device or 2, a class 2 device that is implantable. That's very confusing, but that's government ease for you. The secretary shall establish a national medical device registry to facilitate analysis of post-market safety and outcomes data on each device that is or has been used in a patient or is implantable so there's no specific mention of RFID chips but we're focusing obviously on the word implantable device which could refer to things like pacemakers or stents or an insulin pump uh so i don't know after reading that if that uh, doesn't sound to me like an RFID chip but uh then if you go back to the the earlier story about uh, the EHR devices, I don't know. <laughs> A lot of uh, confusion out there, Ali.
7: You're talking about the companies. I mean, one of the companies I've been following for years now is VeriChip. Yes. And which is the only company in the U.S. that has been given the right by the FDA to put the chips inside of people. And I've seen them struggle to really you know, um, gather public support. Uh, they 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 have rebranded themselves three times as far as I can tell. They started with uh, very chip, then they became Exmark.com. They had a website Exmark.com. That was you know it was a little strange. And now when you go to their website, it says Positive ID. They have a new brand, um, Positive ID, and you know they try to make it look very positive with lots of smiley faces. Positive ID offers unique health and security identification. Um, they're having I think a hard time selling this to, to the larger population for the reasons that one you know of the callers mentioned Michael we're all kind of thinking, wait, wait a second, what exactly does this chip do and what, what where is this information going um, the and, and the other companies involved like digital angel alien technologies corporation uh, the, the this is this is Strange. I mean, IBM is funding Digital Angel, who owns the patent to RFID. And if you look at the history of IBM, going back to um, the Holocaust, um, the the Nazis, you know, hired IBM to uh, automate the machinery of the Holocaust. And when you look at the number that was tattooed uh, on on uh, Jewish people in such concentration camps, that is the punch card number of the IBM. Yes, of
5: as 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 uh, as horrible as that is to contemplate, I believe that has been pretty well documented. Yeah, uh, I, I I did uh, years ago interviewed the uh, the the son of um, uh, Holocaust survivors, and he wrote a book uh, about just that IBM and the Holocaust. Now,
7: yeah, I've seen uh, there's a, a museum a few years ago, it's not a museum, but it's, it's all these records were released. Uh, recently, like a few years ago, um, and uh, you could see, you know, they're they're bringing out these punch cards, and um, the, you know, there was a Holocaust survivor, and he you know, he he he, he, he reveals his tattoo, and it matches the number that's on the punch card. So that is the legacy of IBM, and now they're funding Digital Angel, who's 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 created this RFID chip, and Alien Technologies is you know manufacturing it and. Uh, there's a company that's been given the right to put it inside of people. So I can, and then there's the alien idea of implement, and it, aliens implementing things inside of people. So I can see that there is a sinister uh, side to the whole thing. Uh, now is this exactly the mark of the beast, uh, as mentioned in the book of Revelation? Uh, I think that is something that is yet to be seen. I think that the mark of the beast is a sign of allegiance to the beast, and it doesn't have to necessarily be as elaborate as a computer chip connected to a central system. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a very specific and it's a very short-lived reality. It says that, you know, he, his glory is three and a half years, and, 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 and so it's a short-lived reality um, and uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be as as complex as this. You know, I could say to you, here's, here's something I've drawn on a cloth. Wrap this around your forehead and hand, and um, uh, that means you know you, you, you've pledged allegiance to me. It's like the early Christians that were brought to the statue of Caesar. Bow to him as a god and sacrifice to him. You don't. Well, we know you're a Christian. We're going to kill you. Um, there was no. they were questioning what was inside of your heart.
5: I got you. Listen, stay put, Ali. Uh, one final timeout, we'll come back and uh, a few thoughts, and we'll wrap up before we dim the lights. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. You're
0: listening to an exclusive podcast of The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Heard every Sunday night from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.
5: Next week on the program... John Truman Wolf will be here to tell us about the International Monetary Authority, which is standing by on the sidelines to, uh, uh, to take over uh, once the U.S. dollar crashes. He says, "Say goodbye to the U.S. dollar," and he'll talk about how the uh, this ongoing uh, financial global financial crisis was engineered and who was responsible and how they pulled it off and what it means. Uh, John Truman Wolf. that's next Sunday, followed by a visit from our regular contributor, paranormal investigator, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, who joins us the second Sunday of every month with a, uh, a new paranormal investigation. She'll tell us about the night she spent alone in Thornwood Castle. And uh, if you're not a, a familiar with Thornwood, this is a, a genuine U.S. Uh, a castle. It's a... Um, a manor house, really. It's uh, a bed and breakfast in um, the state of Washington near uh, Tacoma, I believe. And it was used as the setting for Stephen King's made-for-TV series, Uh, Rose Red. Uh, Anyway, she spent a night there alone, and she has some harrowing tales to tell. And also next week, Joseph Farrell, Oxford-educated investigative author Joseph P. Farrell will be uh, with us. He'll take on the Kennedy assassination and the involvement of LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson and his Texas machine that he controlled. And um, Farrell basically is saying that there's a coalescence of interests in the, the military-industrial complex. We've heard that before. The CIA, uh, LBJ's powerful uh, political machine, uh, which led to the events culminating in the assassination of JFK. That's all part of next week's uh, conspiracy show, Sunday, Feb 13, 2011. All right, a few moments remain with Ali Siadatan. Regarding RFID tags and the mark of the beast, um, here's the thing about the mark. Uh, you know, maybe we already passed the Rubicon. I mean, there are there's a line of thinking that 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 paper money, Ali, uh, goes against virtually all Ten Commandments. Maybe that was the mark. Uh, you know, then we have the debit card. We have yeah. we and have who
7: and who is the beast? Um, the, 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 the the prophecy has to be kind of taken with all of its details. It all has to come together. Um, there, there's one thing I wanted to leave um, uh, your audience with as, as, as trivia that's come to my attention and I'm looking into it. Apparently, when you, you know it says that the mark of the beast is 666, that's the number? Yes. And that's very famous. Now, how did we get... Six, six, six. Why is that in the Bible? Apparently, when you look back at the old um, Greek and Latin uh, originals that we have—you uh, know, not originals, but the oldest copies we have—the Corpus Vaticanus, uh, the basis of all the English translations—the um, there were three signs there in the Book of Revelation, three symbols, and the early translators couldn't figure out what these three symbols were. So they thought, hmm, gee, it kind of looks like three Greek word letters, chi, psi, and stigma. And then they thought, okay, why would it be chi, psi, and stigma? Then they did something that is usually not done in the Bible translations. They used geometry or geometria, where every letter has a number. And then, using it, using that method, they said, okay, if this, these symbols are indeed these three letters. Then the numbers would be six six six, and they put that in translation. And that's how we got six six six.
5: That's a bit of a leap, isn't
7: it? It's a huge leap. If it's true, it's a huge leap. I'm looking into it, but this research is, has come to my attention, and so I'd maybe like
5: we've see. put too much, far too much credence in the six six six.
7: Right. If it's if this is true, I have to get my, um, I have to go get a corpus and look at it with my own eyes, but. That, apparently, is how we got 666, so if we backtrack and go, wait, these three symbols that God revealed to John, were they, in fact, Greek letters? Or, or, if we now, with modern eyes, look at it, will we see something that John could have never understood?
5: What do you see when you look at it?
7: Well, I haven't had a chance to look at a... I've seen versions on the Internet, and, 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 uh, and this can be you know something people can Google, and see it for themselves, um, but I gotta—I have to see a corpus vaticanus copy myself. Alright, yeah. okay. Uh,
5: so, Ali, are you um, thinking about uh, producing a documentary about uh, the mark, or uh, writing a book, or where are you uh, heading with this research?
7: Um, I am writing a book, it's a fiction, and it is uh, um, kind of the UFOs, Angels, and Gods, um, a, a, a fiction version, uh, with uh, the latest research, uh, I'm constantly researching uh, the kind of topics we're talking about. And and this research, you know, it's the hero of my book, uh, discovers uh, a lot of this research and understands it in the context of, you know, prophetic writings, um, the UFO phenomenon, the alien abductions, um, chips, marks of the beast, uh, the return of Israel to, to the Middle East and all that's happening there uh it, it, there's a, there's a, there's a connection to it all and i think that the prophecies of the bible provide us uh, with the connections
5: sounds it's, like a sounds like a riveting uh a book i mean it's yeah. great subject matter move oh, over dan good. brown sorry i say move over dan brown
1: exactly
5: <laughs> well good luck with that ali you. and uh, you and i will talk uh, soon and uh thank you for this thank Our, you richard all right Ali com. uh for those that we didn't get to on the phones my apologies uh, just a quick email here. Uh, and again, this relates back to our, if you were listening in the first half hour, Harold Rosen from Poughkeepsie, who did his darndest to try and make it clear to me where he was going, the connection between state lottery numbers and certain tragic events. Uh, an email here from Kevin is uh, saying that, I am aware of there being patterns in the news, lottos, etc., of symbols and numbers suggesting they are references to occult rituals. All of the references to 33 in the Chilean minor drama, for example. Uh, 33, of course, the highest degree of Freemasonry. And um, he also says that what my guest was getting at with 191 was that you could rearrange it to become 911. That's true. And with the 888, which was another lottery number, the number 8 itself can represent 666. Here's how. Take the number 8 and then add them Take the numbers before 8 and add them together. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and you get 36. Then do the same with 36, and you get six, 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 three sixes. three sixes. So 8 is a hidden 666. Six, six. I didn't know that, Dan, did you? So he, Kevin says that the Illuminati frequently sacrifice people but make it look like an accident. But if you observe the numbers and symbology, you can see that it had some occult purpose. I think it's a message for those who have eyes to see intended for the initiated elite. Ah, okay, Kevin. Well, thank you for that. That explains a little bit what Harold Rosen was getting at with these lottery numbers. And um, perhaps he didn't articulate himself as well as he might have, or maybe I wasn't asking the right questions. But there you go. Thank you very much, Dan Ellison. My thanks to Nelson Thal, Ali C. Harold Rosen, and all of you for listening. Strange Planet, Volume 2. For sale at Conspiracy Culture, 1696 Queen Street West. Pick it up. It's a wonderful gift. In the meantime, don't be afraid. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night. This
0: podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.